and we are back. The New York Gun Guys podcast. Welcome, everybody. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram, NY Gun Guys, all one word. Like us, follow us, subscribe. Check out the other episodes on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Anywhere you can find a podcast, we are there most likely. And if not, let us know. We will get on there. And if you are boycotting all that nonsense that Big Tech is doing, that's great. And you should also then follow us and listen to us on Podbean. Okay. Did all in one breath. That was tough. That was pretty impressive. Thank you. Uh, so uh, I'm John. Uh, Taylor's not here today. Um, he is on daddy duty. So instead, I have Steven. Mm. I actually, actually <laughs> I messaged him. I yep. told him. I actually just told him to be here, and he was like, "Cool." Yeah. <laughs> and then just, I was, yeah. And then it's I very told rare him, when you actually invite me. I know. And then I told him, uh, "Put on your radio voice because you're going to be in the hot seat today." Mm. So this could go either two ways. This could either be like my breakout performance, or it's yeah. like we're never letting Steve back in the the studio ever again. I it will probably go that way. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we're, ne- we're never letting you back on. Either uh, way, you will be <laughs> you'll be condemned <laughs> to the. <laughs> I'll be banished. Yeah, you're gonna be uh, exiled to the to the seat over there where you just push buttons and write shit down. Yeah, I just watch the levels and write down and yeah, uh, you pick watch- out stuff to cut out when Taylor curses or says stuff that's way too inappropriate for a podcast. Yeah, we won't even go there. That's it's terrifying. Some some of the things he says. Oh my god, <laughs> he's gonna listen to this and be like, "Wow, guys." <laughs> Yeah, it's Thanks. just gonna turn into the roast of Taylor. He's not here. Oh God, yeah, he can't. He's not here to defend himself. So let's hit him hard. Mm. Um, all right. So Taylor, uh, not Taylor. Wow. Oh, no, it's oh here we go. <laughs> you don't look anything like Taylor. This is gonna be hard because you're yeah, sitting no. in his seat. Taylor, he's sitting in your seat. If you're listening, I think we're both more horizontally different. So I yeah. think that's a start right there. Yeah, you're a little thinner than him. A little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> hey, sometimes it's. You know, girth isn't always a bad thing. <laughs> Those are words to live by right there. <laughs> All right. So, Steven, Stevie, Steve-O, whatever you want. I don't even, can we say Steve-O legally? Because Steve-O is Steve-O? Yeah. He just had like his 13th uh, year of sobriety. So, why not? Oh, good for him. Congratulations, yeah, Steve-O. Steve-O. Um, Steve asked me, so what are we talking about? And I told him, well, let's talk about some laws. And he actually brought up H.R. 8 and H.R. 1446 right now in Congress. So uh, you you kind of read through them. What did you... Let's start with H.R. 8. Because that one's kind of... Um, I guess it's... I, I guess it's less controver- contra- controversial. Yeah. Um, so do you... Do you Remember what that one was about? So HR8 was really just about expanding background checks for private sales. Right. So let's just say if I want to sell you my gun, I can't do it privately. We can't just, you know, meet in a parking lot, exchange kind of information, right. you give me the money. It has to go through a gun shop. There has to be a background That's check. Right. And basically what that is is kind of a light registry. Would you agree with that? Um, so I wouldn't say it's a registry. And I wouldn't say it's a registry because there's nothing, there's no list of things that are, you know, the government's not keeping track of, you know, what you have. So here in New York State, we actually have, this is already a law, right? So you, like, I, I can't sell you a gun right here, right now. We'd have to go through a, a gun shop and we would have to, you know, we'd have to transfer it to each other, pay the transfer fee. We talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. So no, I wouldn't say this is a, this is a, this is a, like a soft registry. I think that. You know, if people say it is, it's it's just nonsense. It it is going to create more, I guess, paper trail for mm-hmm. for. I, I, it's it's hard to say. I wouldn't say it's not it's not. It it is a paper trail in the sense of you're you're going through you're doing a transfer right, so it's on paper somewhere, mm-hmm. and then the the way that the government would be able to get a hold of that is they'd have to go to the gun shop, they'd have to look through all the papers because it's not something that could be entered like digitally into a uh, into a database. Okay, so. No, it's not, you know, it's not a registry. But um, we already live with this here in New York State. Like, I, I think of all the things that they could have pushed, this is probably the least offensive for gun owners. You know, what, what do you think, Stevie? No, I would agree with that. I mean, obviously, I have very little experience right. in that, so I wouldn't be able to elaborate too much on it. But out of the two bills, it's definitely a lot less of an infringement. It's a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, layman's terms, you cannot sell your own asset to somebody else without right. a background check. It's all about transfers. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. I, 
in I think oh shit I hit yeah I was making fun of did you did you listen to the other episode I was making fun of Taylor because I kept he kept hitting the table and of course I hit the table today but um yeah man I forgot what I was gonna say but yeah I don't I don't think this I mean out of out of all the things like this is probably the I will I would say that this is gonna have the least amount of um what's the word I'm looking for like pushback mm-hmm. from from gun owners. Um, I can see how it would piss off a lot of people, and I I just think that this is just going to be mass non-compliance with this. What's stopping? Yeah. Look, if we live in the backwoods of some you know random state in the middle of nowhere, and you meet me, you know, at my <laughs> at my barn, you know, like ha- who's going to know? Yeah, like you were just saying, it's there's not going to be a lot of pushback on this. I just feel like with some gun reform, what we want for gun reform is just get a, rid of a lot of these just weird vague gun bills because you know there's nothing wrong with this but it's just too many hoops to jump through yeah criminals are not going to abide by this anyway it's not like they're going to go through a background check it's not like okay i've been a criminal i've been breaking the law my whole life i want to give my friend a gun to go commit a crime oh we have to go get a background check and we'll probably get denied yeah so th- we always say, right? Yeah, criminals are going to find a way. Right. I think most of the pushback on this will be from people who are just like, it's none of the government's business what I own. Mm-hmm. So why do I even have to go through a background check? On the other side of it, could this possibly keep guns out of the wrong hands? I mean, um, if you're someone who's not going to buy the gun illegally per se, like off the street, right? So like, let's say you're you're you and you're you're a felon and you know whatever you know whatever it is, and you decide, oh, you know, I'm going to buy a gun. Uh, but I'm going to buy a gun from my friend. So you just do it. Mm-hmm. You're not planning on doing anything horrible. You're not, you know, you're not in a gang. You're not going to do anything crazy, but you just buy a gun. Is that? I, it's not going to prevent that because someone can still just buy a gun, you know. Okay. But uh, I guess I could see from from their point of view that, from the government's point of view, that they just want a way to be able to prevent certain people from... Uh, I guess getting getting the guns. I I just don't think it's gonna make a difference mm-hmm. because if at the end of the day, if you want to buy a gun, Stevie, you're gonna get one one way or the other. We always say that, but um, like I said, if you if you live in like the woods and the sticks somewhere, even in upstate New York, like who's stopping you from like going over to your buddy's house and like you, you buy you know you, you even if you trade guns, like oh you have this gun and he has this gun, oh we want to trade them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, something that this bill has in it, which was interesting, that. Um, the New York Safe Act also has is that you can transfer a firearm to a family member, uh, mother, father, son to you know son, uh, son or daughter to parent, whatever, um, with no background check. Yeah, there was a little loophole or an exception in there um, where weapon can be gifted to a relative, and it Talking also to said the mic, someone. Stevie. I'm yeah, sorry, I'm go. looking into my phone. <laughs> so my bad. Hold it on. <laughs> He's not used to having that type of shape in his. In I'm not. <laughs> So what See, we I, say? I got to keep my eyes on my notes here, so that way I can make a good impression. Um, and it says someone who is in imminent danger. That was one of the exceptions in there. You could transfer it. So you could transfer a gun if who's in. Just read the little section. Yeah, it says that there's an exception, which is where a weapon is gifted to a relative or someone who is in imminent danger. So you can give somebody the gun, or you, or someone who's in imminent danger can give. Because I think when I can give it to someone who's in imminent danger, quote unquote. So like, if I'm standing next to you and I have like two guns, and I give you one to defend yourself against a horde of like zombies, the government won't come after us and get you for. I guess an illegal transfer. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, I think what that also might have to do with is, you know, if you, so like if. So like let's say you go over your buddy's house, right? And he's a he's a gun guy. He has, he has a gun. He has, let's say he has a, he has a handgun of some sort or mm-hmm. or a rifle, whatever. Um, and he's telling you like, hey, dude, like I'm suicidal. You know, I, I feel like I might kill myself. And you take his gun. There was a reason for you to take possession of that firearm without a transfer, right? So you took his rifle because he was in imminent danger of committing suicide potentially. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, that's one of the aspects where I think that kind of comes into play, where the government's saying like, look. You need to transfer to own this firearm. However, if you are in a situation where you need to give a gun to somebody to prevent them from dying, or you have to take a gun from somebody to prevent them from dying, then you're you're covered. You'll be clear. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I that's kind of the impression I got. I don't know um, what what's in their state of mind. I'm actually surprised it's even in there for like if you are giving a gun to someone who's in, in imminent danger because like 
most of the time we get the impression that like the government just doesn't care about us at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm kind of surprised it's in there, but there might be a way for them to kind of like quell some of the gun owners saying like, well, what happens if I'm in this situation? Like that makes you a felon all of a sudden, you know, that, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Um, but overall, I think that this one isn't the worst possible thing. I'm curious what Taylor would have to say about it. He'd probably be like, fuck that. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Um, you know, I, Taylor, I don't know, he's like a 10th, 10th degree gun guy you know mm-hmm. he's like <laughs> so i've noticed <laughs> you know i'm i'm although i i'm big into firearms and i def- definitely you know support the second amendment this type of thing doesn't bother me as much as some of the other things um especially it doesn't bother me as much as hr uh, 1446 which we'll get to in a minute mm-hmm. um did you have any other thoughts on this is not this is not a long bill it's it really doesn't do anything it, it, it just it just yeah, it's institutes- pretty short pretty simple um, like you said, it's not as bad as 1446. It's something that probably won't cause a lot of uh, outrage. It's just now that now that President Biden's in office, everything's starting them. The wheels are starting to turn yeah. on everything. Yes, yeah. I think this was um, brought up in 2019, but obviously probably. it got passed down. But now that uh, the Democrats have control of almost everything, right? It's the first of many. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, it's probably going to pass because it's not something that hasn't been done before. It's like I said, it's been done in in the in New York. I mean, this mm-hmm. is part of. This is a part of what it is, New York Safe Act. Yeah, both were pretty tight as far as voting on it. I'm I'm not super sure. You think it's gonna pass? Probably. Okay. Yeah, I think this is gonna pass. I think that I think that this is gonna pass because it's not something that's wildly like, you know, I I, I think gun owners who are a little bit more laxed, who aren't like, you know, ninth and tenth degree like Taylor, <laughs> will be more more you know a little level on this and say like okay well you know what like that makes sense right like especially if you live in new york and you're already dealing with this which don't get me wrong like it sucks um you're gonna have to bring the gun somewhere you're gonna have to pay a transfer fee you're gonna have to go through the background check it's another step that makes purchasing a firearm just like that much more of a pain in the ass to where people might not want to do it right Mm -hmm. but will it keep guns out of some people's hands who who I'm sure get guns, it, pro- it probably will to a degree, but they'll probably at the end of the day, if they really want a gun, they'll just find a way to get a gun. Yeah. Like like I said, like if if you're a felon, Stevie, which you might be, I don't know. I haven't ran your uh, ran your history. Mm-hmm. Um, but like let's say you're a, let's say you're a felon and you're like, oh shit, I can't buy my I can't buy my neighbor's gun anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it this whole time, but I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do it anymore. And like no, like. That's that's never gonna happen. Will your neighbor is your neighbor? Might your neighbor say like, "Oh well, I can't sell you guns anymore." So like, you know, maybe maybe that's like kind of like the angle. Like maybe more legal, like law-abiding gun owners will be more hesitant to break that law and transfer a gun to someone who like just shouldn't even have a gun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. What what do you what do you think? And you look like you were about to say something, but kind of. No, because going back to what you said, criminals are always going to find a way to get a gun, um, and it's just more to keep tabs on who has what. I'm surprised that you said it's not really a soft registry, though. Well, let me ask you this. How do you see this as a registry? Well, isn't it just because different it change of ownership, keeping tabs, keeping update, it, updated information on people who are owning guns? Isn't that kind of what it is? I mean, they have that now, right? So like, if you if you go to a gun shop, across the country and you Mm. buy a firearm, you go through a background check. Um, Some people might say that, oh, that's a soft registry because technically there is a single piece of paper with your name on it that you purchased this gun. However, it's not a registry in the sense that the government can just pull up, you know, a database and search it and say, oh, you know, Steven has three Glocks, a 1022 and a Mosin Lagan. Let's go get him. Here are the, you know, here are the, the serial numbers. Let's go knock on his door and take his guns. That is what a registry is. A registry is like, okay, Steve, you have three Glocks. What are the serial numbers? Okay, good. We're going to put this in a database. That way, if we ever have to come to your house, we know what you have. If you become a felon, we know you have these firearms, and we can come take them from you. Or, God forbid, you know, government goes out of control, which some might say they are now, but government goes out of control and decides we're going to confiscate all guns. Oh, let's pull up this registry. Okay, everybody, you know, bring in your guns. And then one by one, they go through... Steven walks up, he brings in two Glocks, and they go, hmm, Steven had three Glocks. It means he still has one. 
they come knock on your door and they go through your fucking shit and they take, you know, they find your Glock. Or you don't come at all and they say, hmm, Steve's on the list of someone who didn't submit any firearms to our confiscation efforts. I wonder why. And they knock on your door. You know, so that that's more of a registry. This, there's laws pertaining to, like, governments being able to go in and search through those documents for mm-hmm. um for the uh for the actual background checks the government doesn't have access to that it's just the government uh the uh, store keeps those records so like let's say you go to like Joe Schmo gun shop you fill out the paperwork you buy a gun all the government sees is is Steven a legal like can he is he a prohibited possessor basically and then the government says yes or no they don't know how many guns you bought, what you bought, what it is, if it's a handgun, or they might they might know if it's a handgun. But actually, it's uh, a good question. I'm not sure. Taylor might know if they know it's a handgun or not. I mean, you can't own a handgun anyway unless you're 21, so they might not even know. But, um, you know, can you own a firearm or you found whatever? And then they pretty much, like, spit back an answer to the gun shop saying, like, yes or no. And then you could, in theory, say, like, oh, I don't want to buy this gun anymore and walk out. The government would never know. So... No, I would say it's not really, it's not a soft registry. Okay. All right. And like you said, this isn't as bad as the next one. Yeah, I mean, um, that's if, I didn't, I, I kind of skimmed through HR8. I, I didn't, I didn't see any, did you see anything else that kind of, that said that there was like a database of anything? I didn't um, see anything like that. It just says well, to just require says it, a background check for every firearm sale. Mm-hmm. Prohibits a firearm transfer between par- private parties unless a licensed gun dealer, manufacturer, and importer first takes possession of the firearm con- to conduct a background check. Right, that would be the transfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love how they call this the Bipartisan Background Check Act. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want, I want, I, I, does it, hold on, let me see here. Mm-mm-mm, co-sponsors. Oh, of course. Good old Nadler right on top. Democrat. Oh, there are Republicans on this. Yeah. Interesting. Michigan. New Jersey. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, <laughs> there's there's two Republicans or three Republicans and the rest are just, it's just the D all the way down the line. So I guess, yeah, in theory, it's, there are Republicans that are on this bill. Does that really make it bipartisan if, like, you know, 99 out of the 100 people who signed it are Yeah, I think are, this one had Democrats. three, and then like, I, think, I think 1446 like, had, like, eight. Eight Democrats? Uh, eight, eight Republicans. Uh, that's that's kind of that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, so I don't think this one's as, as crazy as... Um, as as fourteen forty six. You want to tell us about fourteen forty six? All right. So this one, I think, there's there's a lot that goes into this, right? Mm-hmm. So this has to do with the Charleston loophole. Yes. Right. Um. Now everyone knows what the you know what happened in Charleston. The guy, what did he do? He went to like a church, right? He bought a gun. Mm-hmm. He went to a church and he killed a bunch of people. Was the handgun was it? Um. I think so, right? I think it was a handgun. Yeah. Because yeah. he walked in. Um. He worshipped with them, and then obviously he 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 did the deed. The horrible, the horribleness. Of course. Obviously, we don't condone anything like that. That's, it's inexcusable. And, yeah. um, you know, obviously, we, we hope that something like that never happens again. Yes. And basically, the Charleston loophole, correct me if I'm wrong, it was he waited three days. It was inconclusive. It was incomplete. Right. And then, because it was th- after three days, they gave him the gun. Right. So it was now, sold to him. right. So right now, what happens is basically, um, you go in for a background check, and the government has three days to provide you an answer, whether you can or cannot own a firearm. After mm-hmm. those three days, the gun, the the decision falls on the gun shop, right? So the gun shop would say, okay, we're going to sell you this gun anyway. And then, you know, they would sell you the gun. Or the gun shop can decide, no, I'm not going to sell you this gun. In this case, the gun shop <laughs> sold the guy the gun. A lot of gun shops don't do this. So, like, after the three days, let's say you don't you don't hear anything back a lot of gun shops will say no, like we're not, you know, we're not going to say they're not obligated. A lot of people think that they're obligated. A lot of liberals will say, oh, they have no choice. They have to sell you the gun. No, they don't. Um, at the end of the day, it's a business that could, re- they could refuse service to you if they decide that, or if they have a feeling that you shouldn't own a firearm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're saying like the, the Charleston loophole was that the guy waited the three days. He didn't get an answer. The gun shop sold him the gun. Anyway, he took the gun and he, and he did what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary Clinton was like really big on this when um 
I think when she was running uh, for president, was it? Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, so she was saying, uh, she yes. said it in some press conference or something somewhere that, you know, that the F- FBI, her exact quote was, the FBI needed only one more day to prevent um, this guy from purchasing the firearm. Um, and it was, like, discovered, like, two months later that they they didn't need one more day. They needed two months to, to find out why he, you know, why he would or, or why there was no answer, basically. Yeah, Clinton, um, Clinton said ahead. that the FBI needed one more day to prevent him from buying the gun that he used to kill the people, but the FBI stated it actually took two months for them to find that there was a, a clerical error that followed the purchase. Right. So there was a clerical error. Mm-hmm. So... It would have taken two months, right? Two months. It's a long time. Um, so what 1446 aims to do is add uh, basically a 10-day uh, a waiting period. Mm-hmm. So they're going to up the three days to the 10 days. So instead of three days before the gun shop can allow you to purchase the gun, uh, they say it's going to be 10 days. However, there's a little caveat to that. So it actually it can't says... can't always be that easy. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I don't think that there should really be a, like a three-day waiting period at all anyway. I think it should be... There's a reason why they call it the instant check, you know? I mean, yeah. it, it's supposed to be instantaneous. Uh, this is, you know, this is a right, right? We, we, we don't we don't ask for permission to speak, you know, to use our freedom of, spe- of speech. I mean, right now our freedom of speech is severely under attack from the yes. left. But, as, um, as Dave Chappelle says, the Second Amendment is there because in case the first one fails. Right. Well, mm-hmm. the, the Second Amendment pr- guarantees the rest of them, right? Yep. You, you're not going to have a freedom of speech if, you know, if they take away your guns and you don't have a Second Amendment because that one will, you know, the f- once the Second Amendment falls, the first will be soon to follow. Yep. But, um, uh, you know, so this goes from three days to ten days. Um, however, what it what it says is after the ten-day waiting period, if you pretty much if you don't hear an answer back from the, uh, from the NICS check, that you have to petition the government and then they have an additional 10 days to give you an answer. And only after those additional 10 days, uh, if they give they fail to give you a final determination, which is what they call it, um, they say uh, you have to file a petition for a final firearms eligibility determination. And, and if an additional 10 days elapses without a final determination, then the federal firearms licensee may transfer the firearm to the prospective per, purchaser. So in essence, this is... They're calling it a ten. They're calling it ten days, but it's fucking twenty days. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how how anyone can can not realize that. And it's so backwards how even after ten days, if you don't get an answer, you have to petition yeah. and ask their permission. Right, pretty much. Yeah. So I was talking to Taylor about this, and he was saying, "Well, like you know, that puts the burden of proof on the person and not the government." But I don't see it that way at all because you're not you're not saying to the government. Like the government's not saying, "Hey, we couldn't make a determination. You prove to us that you can own a firearm." No, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. The ten days is elapsing, and you're pretty much saying to the government, "Hey, I need an answer, or I'm going to be able to purchase this firearm." And then they'll have an additional ten days. It's still twenty days. I mean, this is this is not a ten. This is not increasing it from three to ten days. I mean, the 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 summary of this bill says it increases the amount of wait time from three business days to ten. It's not the case. It's three days to twenty. To them, just the longer that you do not have a firearm, that's a win for them. Oh, yeah, of course. But it's just like the idea that they could say, yeah, it's 10 days, but it's not at all. It's 20 days. Mm-hmm. I guess the way they get around that is they, like, restart the time. You say, okay, well, the 10 days is up, so now you have to, like, file a petition. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And there could be scenarios in the future where if more incidents happen, you know, and they say, okay, we went from 3 to 10 right. or basically, you know, 10 to 20. That didn't work. How about we move it from 20 to 30 or yeah. 20 or 30 to 40? Right. Once right. you give them the permission to let you know what your liberties are, you're getting into a dangerous game there. Yeah, we've talked about it before where it's like, you know, okay, so whatever. Most people will say, you know what? Fuck it. It's 10 days. I, you know, I know I could purchase a firearm anyway. I've never had a problem. I purchased them before. So 10 days, it's not going to make a difference to me anyway. So 10 days is fine. Um, right off the bat anyway, it's 20 days. But we've talked about before where it's like, okay, so first of all, this Charleston thing happened and this wouldn't even have mattered. So the fact that they even reference it like at all, like the fact that politicians say like, oh, this is in regards to that, it wouldn't even have made a difference. This has nothing to do with Charleston, with the Charleston massacre anyway. It took them two months mm-hmm. to figure it out, right? So that's 60 days. But you know what they're going to do. They're going to play off people's emotions. They're going to play off of people's course. fears. Of course. If they just call it, you know, if they just put a bunch of numbers on it, that probably won't invoke such a, a reaction, mm. but if you call it the Charleston loophole, that's going to make right. people think, oh, well, 
that happened in Charleston, then right. we can't let that happen again. Right. I mean, this this bill is a direct like response to the Charleston massacre. The actual name of the bill is the Enhanced Background Checks Act of 2021. Um, again, that's H.R. 1446, the 117th Congress, 21 to, I guess it's 22. What do they have it listed as? Yeah, 21, 22. 2021 to 2022 session. But um, we've talked about this before where, and you're exactly right, Stevie, where they're going to say like, okay, well, you know, it's 10 days. And then all of a sudden something else is going to happen. They're going to say, man, the government only needed five more days. So let's make it 20 days because mm-hmm. it would have prevented this. And then all of a sudden it's going to be like, oh, man, the government only needed 25 days. So let's make it 30. We'll just cover all the bases and you know, while we're there, we'll bump the, you know, the petition will be for another 30 days too. And then now you're looking at two months and all they have to do is double it and double it and double it and keep adding time because it, sometimes things just happen. I mean, we have like human beings that are inputting this data, you know, so like what happens if they get something wrong along the way? Mm-hmm. Like the Charleston loophole basically happened because of a clerical error. Yeah. So what's, this is not stopping any clerical errors. Clerical errors are like, it's a human mistake. Like you made a mistake, Stevie. When you input information, you made a mistake. So what's this is not stopping that at all. All this is doing is saying like okay like we're gonna take twenty days to just double check. But like I said, this, it really just doesn't it doesn't even apply to the Charleston loophole at all. Mm-hmm. And the the kid's name was Dylan Roof. Was that the Charleston shooter? I believe right. I don't know his name. Okay, so it's probably Dylan Roof. I mean, it, it always goes back to even it took him three days, but this kid had mental issues. It, he probably would have probably would have gotten another way to either get a gun sure and he had a little bit of a background i believe um mm-hmm. nothing too violent but that when they described this um they said that's going to keep our children safe it's going to keep our communities safe right it's they call the gun epidemic a public health crisis <laughs> yeah, they call that public health crisis when in i the think end, it's, it's yeah. a mental health crisis that's what it yeah. all goes back well to. i just love that they call like gun issues you know they call like a the gun violence like epidemic and the gun gun violence is a is a is a health crisis of the united states like you were saying it's like how you know the guns have been around forever guns haven't changed mm-hmm. you know sure the way they look has changed but there's always been guns since the since before the formation of this country there's been guns and it's not like we've seen you know all through our history ridiculous amounts of you know school shootings and massacres and all this other shit i mean we talked about in a previous episode me and taylor that you know schools used to have shooting teams um and you could put a gun in the back of your truck you know hanging on hanging in the cab of your truck a shotgun and then you know, leave from school and, and go hunting in the woods with your friends. And, and it was never a problem. Why now is it a problem? And I think, like, um, Taylor and I discussed it in a previous episode, like, the, just, like the mental health issue is just out of control right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it has to do with, like, people aren't, you know, people are on their phones and their computers all day. People don't know how to talk to each other. They don't know how to, like, deal with being able to, to work through problems. You know, there's, you know, there's a crazy amount of, like, bullying on, like, yeah. video games. It's, like, have you well, ever, like, video games are, like, <laughs> it's like a cesspool, dude. It is. Like, have you ever, <laughs> listen, man, I played my fair share. I'm big into video games, mm-hmm. especially when I was younger. Dude, like, some of these video games, like, the shit that gets said on video games to, like, other kids is, like, ter- terrible. We recently, <laughs> in my family, I have two brothers, and we, we just got into Halo, or that's what they like. That's what my brothers like to do. They like yeah. to play Halo on the Xbox. Okay. And it's, you know, four on four Slayer. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous how, what like... What they say. What they say. Like, yeah. how they will slide into your DMs if I get, like, four kills one round. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just going to attack you. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't even know you. It doesn't are make you? any sense. But, like, but when you're, like, when you're younger, like, you have, you're not the youngest, right? Middle. You can hear the middle. So how old is the youngest? from middle one? child syndrome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I knew there was something wrong with you. Mm. What is... <laughs> so what... <laughs> So how old's the youngest one? Uh, eighteen. Oh, okay. So he's pretty old. Yeah. Damn, Stevie. How old are you? Twenty-one. Yeah. You're a 20. baby. I am. Yeah, I'm about to turn thirty, bro. I know you old as shit. Man. I know. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's man. you know what's cool? Um, my wife is actually planning a cool thirtieth birthday party for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Did she tell you about it at all? Yeah. Okay. Did John tell you about it at all? Uh, John did not know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she. T- I think she actually now that now that I'm thinking about it, she. I think she mentioned that she was she mentioned it to John and you. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm surprised that John didn't like spoil it for you. I don't know if I was going to be able to say anything or not. It's not a surprise. I mean, I don't know too many details. She asked me about it. She was like, "Do you want to know what I'm planning or not?" 
And I was like, tell me what you're planning. I like I don't want it to be a surprise. Like I, I like I like to know shit, right? Mm-hmm. So um for those of you out there who are like wondering what, what we're talking about, um I'm really big into cigars. Cigar yes. smoking. We're um, sitting here next to a deconstructed wine cooler that he's going to be yeah. using for a humidor. Yeah. Um, you can actually turn certain wine coolers, ones with a thermoelectric cooling system, into a uh, pretty cool humidor if uh, you kind of, you know, I, I wouldn't even, it's not even if, like, you're savvy at all. Like, as long as it works properly, you could just pretty much put in, like, um, Spanish cedar uh, mm-hmm. trays with, like, some hum- humidification and it'll, and it'll hold. Um this this one that I have here though the uh, thermoelectric cooling module broke so I bought a new one it's like a four dollar part and I'm hoping that kind of fixes it but that's besides the point I'm pretty much in severely into cigars and um and steak and stuff like that so she's actually planning me a uh, cigar and steak like dinner night at a uh, at a restaurant should be pretty cool we'll probably be yeah. outside we'll be smoking cigars and. I don't care where it is, as long as there's steak and cigars, I'll I'll be there. Stevie's I'll crash also it. Stevie's also a cigar guy. Yeah, he got into cigars. Yeah. Thanks I think to you. solely because of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how we got here now. But uh, here. yeah, fourteen forty six, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, Taylor keeps me on track sometimes. He does. <laughs> we get we get we get. I'm just letting tangent. you go on your tangents that way I can come back. Yeah. Bottom line is, guys, is like this wouldn't make a difference at all. So the fact that there's now going to be, well, potentially there will be a twenty a twenty day wait if you get if you get, um, you know, if there's something wrong. If and you know what you know what sucks about this, man. If you have like a similar name, like your name is not, you know, your name's uh, uncommon, right? I would say not your first name, but obviously your first and last together. Yeah, there's not too many of you. No. But like Thank you know, God. let's say you you know, let's say you're a John Smith, like the <laughs> you know the two most common names, like. Well, what happens to you? Like, if you if you get tripped, you gotta wait twenty days. You gotta wait ten days, and you have to say to the government, "Hey, you know, can can I can I can I have my rights? You know, hey, can I can I buy this firearm?" And then, then they have to say, "Okay, well, well l- l- let me get another ten days to check." And then, like, eventually, if they don't say anything to you, then like, and then you have to deal with the gun shop might not even want to sell you that gun because they might they might be a little sketched out. So, you know, at the end of the day, your rights could be kind of. Um, um, infringed upon mm-hmm. indirectly. I'm going to take the risk and ask a stupid question. From, okay. So if it's from three to ten days, sure. is there really that much of a difference? Is there really, is it just to ease up on the amount of background checks that gun stores have to do between three and ten days? Or is it just a longer time with you, for you without a gun? Like, no, I mean, it's not like a, it's not, like what else? What are they going to find within that seven day period that would change but here's, their minds? Here's the thing, right? It's not a waiting period like that. It's not a waiting period where you come in and you say, "Hey, I want to buy a firearm," and they go, "Okay, well, you have to wait ten days to pick it up." It's when you do the actual background check. They they have right now. They have three days to complete it, right? So, like, mm-hmm. let's say you go into a gun shop, you go into you know Johnny's gun shop, and you say, "Hey, I want to buy that you know that Mosin the Gaunt on the wall," and they go, "Okay, Stevie, give me your license." fill out this form and we'll, you know, run the next check on you. And you say, okay, no problem. And you do it and it comes back where it's like a pause or a postpone, whatever, whatever, whatever the designation is. Taylor would know. I don't know off the top of my head because it's either they give you a yes or no or like a hold basically. Right now they, they have three days to say definitively, okay, we, we put you on pause, but it's going to be a no at that three day mark. If, at that three day mark, they have to give you an answer. If they don't give you an answer, then the gun, gun shop can sell you the gun. It's not a waiting period where, like, you're thinking where it's like you go into Johnny's gun shop and you say, hey, I want to buy, buy that gun. And they go, okay, fill out this form and then you have to wait three days. That's okay. not what it is. So this is solely for um, for situations where they don't give you an answer within those three days. They're upping it to 10. And then if they don't give you an answer within those 10 days, you have to ask them, hey, why didn't you give me an answer? And then they have an additional 10 days. Okay. You follow what I'm saying? I think so. What is your confusion? No, it's not the confusion. Just need a little bit more clarity between waiting period and background checks and the whole right. time frame between that. Yeah. Um, that's why it says here, uh, it increases the amount of time from three business days to a minimum. And that's curious, right? To a minimum of 10 days. Uh, a minimum of 10 business days that a federal firearms licensee or FFL must wait to receive a completed background check prior to transferring you the gun. So right now they'd have to, they would have to wait three days to get that completed 
yes or no, basically. Okay. Um, and they're going to up it to 10 days. So it's not a waiting period like you think where, let's say, you go to a gun shop and you say, hey, I want to buy the gun. They say, okay, the government said, yes, you can buy the gun, but now you have a three-day waiting period or a 10-day waiting period or a 20-day waiting period. This is just basically if they can't give you an answer. Okay. Yeah. Because one of the scenarios, I think it was Jim Jordan who brought it up when he was um, giving a rebuttal for both these bills was, let's say if you're uh, a wife, you have an abusive ex-boyfriend, you know, there's some trouble that could happen. Sure. That girl wants a firearm to protect herself. If you have, if you move it from three to 10 days, things could get hairy. She doesn't have a weapon to defend herself. Sure. Um, but this I, I is, I think that's one of the, the scenarios that he brought up. I think it was like 2015 when he was talking about a New Jersey incident where, again, sure. abusive boyfriend, yep. wife just broke up with her, had a kid, wanted something to defend herself. Right. Was he talking about HR 1446? Um, yeah, this was about both bills. He, he brought it up. Yeah. Um, that would, I, I didn't see his, that thing that he said, but this is, this is not a waiting period. This is just this, like I said, it increases the amount of time from three business days to a minimum of 10 business days that a FFL must wait to receive a completed background check prior to transferring the firearm. So that's it. If they get the, if they get the completed background check in four days, then, you know, if this passes to 10 days. If they get the completed background check, yes, in four days, then they would call you, come pick up your gun. If it takes 11 days, then you have to petition. Under the current law, with the three days, if it takes one day, if it takes 24 hours or 48 hours, they would just call you and say, hey, come pick it up. We got your answer. Or, hey, we got your answer. It's a no. You're going to have to petition for a review. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure what he was saying. I don't know if he's confused. Maybe you got confused because you're kind of confusing waiting period with it's possible. I mean, for someone who doesn't know too much about it, I can understand why that could be. It could just be confusing because we've talked about waiting periods and background checks and it's a lot of different shit that's going on. But this is not a waiting. This is not a waiting period bill. Um, I, I thought for sure that they would try and go for that. But that's I think that's worse for the gun owner. They probably realize that. Mm-hmm. I think that they realize that this is probably going to be easier to pass because this is not going to impact most people. It's going to impact probably a small percentage of people, you know, in the, over the whole amount of like, you know, Nick's checks that, that the whole country does over the course of a year. This is probably going to be a small sub uh, subsection of people that this actually affects. But I mean, it's still a problem. You know, if, if you're somebody who, like like we discussed, has a common name or there's an issue, you still have to go out of your way to, to figure out, you know, you still have to wait the 10 days and then you do have to petition and wait an additional 10 days. Um, this And they actually don't have a system. Uh, I guess they kind of do for like a petition system, but it actually says in this bill that it's going to set up like an online petitioning system to like contact them. Um, and the attorney general is going to send it up. It says like through... It says you can uh, submit a uh, petition through uh, online resource or whatever, or by U.S. mail through a system that the attorney general is going to set up. So, okay, it's just a, I don't know. It's uh, it, it just wouldn't have prevented the the Charleston <laughs> the Charleston shooting, man. It just wouldn't. And this is this bill comes from that. Yeah, it's it's just a shame that they want to play off people's fears, people people's emotions yeah. by giving it a name. You know, that's gonna draw a reaction. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this bill, out of out of all the bills that they could have they could have pushed for, this one isn't like the worst, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to be the first of probably many. So probably, yeah. I mean, we have we have four long years with yeah. this, you know, and we'll see if they get these through, then they might they might push for more. Mm-hmm. I sent something to Taylor not too long ago. Let me just see if I can find it. All right, oh, right here. I just sent it to him. I didn't. I didn't even really read it. Um, geez, I can't pronounce. Can you pronounce her name, Stefanik? Stefanik. <laughs> I guess Stefanik. Oh man. Yeah, that's Stefanik. Yeah, they uh, introduces the Second Amendment Guarantee Act. I think this has to do with um, with like kind of let me see, getting rid of the New York Safe Act. Um, Elise Stefanik. God, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right has introduced a Second Amendment Guarantee Act, which, if signed into law, would override provisions in the New York Safe Act. Those provisions currently prohibit lawful New York gun owners from purchasing, transferring, and owning legal firearms. The bill would also ensure that states cannot ban manufacture, sale, importation, or possession of any rifle or shotgun lawfully available under federal law. So basically, I think that this is anything that's legal right now federal under federal law. Um, that would be, you know, like 
all these weapons of war and all this other nonsense that they're, you know, all the assault weapons with the pistol grips and all this other shit. This that her bill is pretty much if it passes, which it definitely won't because <laughs> because this is New York. <laughs> um, if it passed, it would make anything that's federally legal legal in um, in New York State again. Um, pretty much eliminating everything that the New York State Act like has, which is pretty good. Um, I don't think that it's going to pass, but she's quoted as saying, the New York State Act is unconstitutional and a clear infringement on the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding New Yorkers. So, I don't know. I, I mean, that would be great. What do you think? I would, yeah. I, would I know you so. don't have too much, I, too I much experience in no. it. You just need someone to work off of today, but th- I, I know why that name sounds familiar now. She's selling um, Andrew Cuomo merchandise right now. What do you mean? Oh, is it? Let me see. Take a look at this. Wanted selling, the worst governor in America. She's, she's <laughs> cashing in on. She's making like mugs and t-shirts and. Wow, that's awesome. I might have to get one. She's, yeah. Wow. Look at that. Wanted t-shirt, twenty-five dollars. It's expensive. Well, it's expensive for him. It's not bad for a t-shirt, but the mug is also twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five dollars for a mug. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted coffee mug, twenty-five. These are funny. Yeah, they're pretty good. Well, they have it in black or white. We're going to have to buy three of them. <laughs> you yeah. mean Taylor. It looks cool in white. Wow. Made in the USA. Good for them. Hand wash only. <laughs> I'll get you I'm a, assuming uh, this is her, you know, I guess this is like her, you know, this is a, a money raising effort for her. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a lease for uh, for Congress. So if, you, if, you, uh, if you're in New York, you, we, 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 uh, we like her. Yeah, um, she's standing up for Second Amendment rights. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the going on with uh, with what she said, the Second Amendment, uh, the Second Amendment Guarantee Act will not only void the Safe Act and award New Yorkers with any damages caused by this unconstitutional law, it will prevent other states across the country from further limiting and banning uh, constitutionally protected firearms. Wow, there's no way this is ever going to pass. There's no, way. <laughs> there's just no way. No, nope. there's no way. It's way too pro Second Amendment to pass. That you know, it's so sad that we can look at. This is so messed up, man. That we could look at laws that are like, that are so anti Second Amendment and go, "That's definitely gonna pass. That's a hundred percent gonna pass." And then we can look at things that are like so pro Second Amendment and be like, "Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, there's no chance. There's just no <laughs> chance." That's that that that's sad, man. When we live in that in that world. Yeah. Damn. I mean, Taylor would have a lot to say on this episode. He would. He's, He's gonna, missing out on a good he one. He really is. He really is, man. Should have had Taylor here today. What was I thinking? Should have made you the dad. <laughs> yeah, should've. maybe I am the dad. We don't know. Oh, yeah. whoa, dude! You never know. I'm gonna tell Taylor. I mean, have you, you ever met Taylor's wife? Mm, at your wedding, yes. No, oh. I don't think I spoke to her, but I saw her. <laughs> so it was the mere eye contact. Yeah. That <laughs> she had the baby before. I don't get why he just doesn't bring the baby here. <laughs> Well, because it'd probably be like you when you cry, loud. That's true. I mean, <laughs> you already deal with one baby in here, so what's the second one? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll just leave, out on leave the baby one. downstairs. <laughs> I don't know, man. He, he, I don't think, you know, I mean, he obviously works full time, so probably having like a nice like Saturday to just hang out with his kid is probably pretty nice for him. Yeah. I wonder what his wife's doing. But then again, you also worked, you know, 12 hours today and you're still doing this. Yeah, but I also don't have any kids. If I had kids, I'd probably tell you to like pound sand. Be like, no, <laughs> I'll see. I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> probably, you know. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm not having kids anytime soon, so. But I guess soon is relative. Right? Well, I don't know if that's up to you. Who would that be up to? I think I am equal part of that. <laughs> yeah, it's not up to me. Who's that up to, Steve? Well, it's a fifty-fifty split on who that's up to. Okay, yeah, it's fifty-fifty, which means. Doesn't the other 50% have a say? No, you're just shaking your head at me. Yeah. Because you know what you said was ridiculous. Four kids, man. Four, four. kids. Isn't that the goal? Well, my wife had mentioned four kids, yes. God bless. God bless. Steve, you don't have any kids. You're not no, even, I don't you're not even any, near. Being 21 is great. Why? No responsibility. You have no responsibility at no, all? really. No. Really? Yeah. You pay for your car? Yes. Okay. You pay for your car insurance? No, you don't. You motherfucker, you don't. Probably not. I'm still dependent. Probably not. You don't know if you pay for your own car insurance, Stephen. You don't know that? 
you don't want me coming back here, do you? <laughs> I'll just say you go, probably not, as if, like, the bill just m- disappears. Like, Maybe. <laughs> probably oh, <God>. not. <laughs> we went off on a tangent. I don't think there's much more to say about HR8 and HR1446. I think everybody should be aware of them. Mm-hmm. I think that they're not... I don't think they're going to get a lot of coverage um, from, from you know, gun groups because they're not as bad as other shit that they want to push. I mean, they if, if they had their way, they would just ban, like, every gun. You know? Yeah. They would probably pull, like, you know, a United Kingdom and just say, like, okay, well, you know, uh, you can only have 22s and, and shotguns, you know, which sucks. Mm-hmm. But I, you would probably agree that this is probably just laying the groundwork for future stuff to come, right? Uh, I think everything that they do is laying the groundwork for, for the future. Mm-hmm. I... I I, you know, politicians as as stupid as they seem, and as stupid as like we think they are, they're they're smart. They know that hey, we have to do it this way because this will open the door for this. Getting a bill passed and getting a bill amended, two different things, right? So they can very easily uh, they can get a bill passed. Let's say they get this bill passed, you know, HR fourteen forty six that increases the three days to ten days, right? They can get it passed and say, it's not a big deal, not a big deal, not a big deal. Now down the line, like we discussed, they decide, oh, it's got to be 20 days. Going to be a lot easier for them to say, okay, well, the bill's already the bill's already passed. The bill has already protected, you know, has already prevented this amount of, you know, guns from being in the hands of people who would, who would do wrong with them. But what we realized is if we had an additional 10 days, make it 30 days, you know, between the the 20 days that you would have to wait plus the uh, the petition time. If we had that extra 10 days, we could have prevented 50% more. And everyone's going to be like, that's a no-brainer. I was buying guns this whole time, and like, I didn't, it didn't bother me. And then they could say, oh, you know, five years, 10 years later, oh, we have this, and we prevented this many, but we could have prevented 90% more if we went to 60 days. And then before you know it, it's going to be... It's just going to be out of control. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll get a tick on your thing that you can't that you know you'll get a little notice that you know you have a hold and you have to figure it out why and it'll be a year before you you know they'll say oh well you need to give us you know three hundred and sixty days three hundred and fucking seventy days three hundred and eighty days you have to give us two years to figure it out. Obviously, two years is a little you know it's a little crazy, but mm-hmm. I think it's it would be very easy for them to say like. Once they have statistics for this to say, hey, we prevented X amount, we could have prevented X amount more. We could have saved this many more lives if we only had an extra 10 days, an extra 20 days, and then all of a sudden you're looking at six months. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's a step. In, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a dangerous step. Um, I think it's it's just it doesn't make a difference, the, the, the three days to 10 days. It just doesn't, like it's not stopping anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and and... You could tell it's not stopping anything because they use the Charleston loop. They use the char. They use the Charleston massacre as like the fuel for it. Yeah, this is probably the only time this has like ever happened. So they have to oh it, oh it happened and they only needed one one more day and okay well like if this is if this is a a widespread problem then why aren't we like listing all the tragedies that this exact thing happened to and using that as the fuel for this fire? Mm-hmm. They're not. This shit probably has never happened before. One time and then they're just gonna. That's it. If there was a pattern, I agree. If there was a pattern, everyone could get behind it. But just using this one right. and perching it. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think I think I don't think that there was there was another time. I, correct me if I'm wrong, everybody out there, if there was another time, I, I could be totally wrong. I don't recall another time where somebody went in for a background check to purchase a firearm, was a prohibited possessor, but there was a clerical error. And they got, you know, they got no answer and they were able to buy a firearm and then they went out and they killed people with it. I don't think that there has ever been another time where that has ever happened. So it's not a widespread problem. Okay. Uh, This is probably the only time it's ever happened. And this is pretty much taking the failure of a government and punishing the law abiding citizen because the failures of the government. So what do you think, Stevie? how, How do you how do you feel? What are you looking up? Um, no, I'm just double checking on what you were saying. Um, nothing's really coming up immediately. Um, just kind of that one situation, right? I think, that, and like I'm saying, I think that this is. I mean, do I think that people have gotten holds on their account, or have? Do I think that the three days has gone by, and people who were prohibited possessors have purchased firearms? Probably. There's so many nix checks that go through that 
sure, this has probably happened. Has it resulted in the death of a lot of people or even one person? Probably not. This is probably the only time that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. And you know that that when they're passing these bills, one of the things that they're going to cite is how gun violence has gone up in the last year, basically. And we all know what that's attributed to. Bail reform, 100%. Bail reform and then also the riots, the protests... Yeah, I mean, there's a huge, like, anti-police movement right now, man. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's a huge anti-police movement. I mean, they're, they're, you know, big cities all across the country are getting rid of their units that go after guns. I mean, if you're going, if you're getting rid of the people who go and make gun arrests, then you just have to assume there's going to be more guns on the street, right? Um, And they're arresting more and more people with guns. It's not like more and more people just happen to wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to go buy guns. It's, you know, there's, like, more, like, they... Really, what I'm trying to say is not like the. It's not like cities who who are making gun arrests have suddenly gotten better at making gun arrests, right? Like, let's say you've been around for ten years, you've made X amount of gun arrests on average, and then all of a sudden this year you've made fifty percent more. It's not like you just woke up one morning and you, and your police agency has just become fifty percent better at getting gun arrests, right? It's that fifty percent or probably a hundred percent more of people are carrying firearms because they know they're not going to get caught. So. That's a big issue. And then we have bail reform where criminal possession of, of a firearm, that's you get no bail for that in, in New York State. And I think other, other, uh, other uh, cities have done the same toward bail reform. Uh, in, New York, uh, in New York State, that is a no bail offense, which means you can get arrested with a firearm. You go, you get booked at the uh, central booking area. You know, you get processed and then you get a court date and you go home probably within 24 to 48 hours back on the street with a court date. What's stopping that person from going back, getting another gun and just going back out on the street? Yeah. I doubt that's going to, you know, change their lives. Right. Give them a little kumbaya moment. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, I, I think most, these politicians really have to understand where they went wrong. I, I think it's going to take a long time for them to figure this out. I think a lot of them have figured it out yet, but they can't really backpedal because it's not it's not in good politics for for you know Cuomo to say hey we pushed for this but mm, it wasn't such a good idea so we're gonna strike down some of it no like they want to look like they did you know everything right mm-hmm. Cuomo obviously has done a lot wrong yeah Cuomo is severely under fire right now and he's refusing to step down <laughs> even though like every single major Democrat has told him you have to resign you have to step you know what's down. amazing he is a power you know what's amazing? maniac. The Democratic Party is like literally eating themselves right now. Yeah. Look through all through the pandemic. Cuomo was like the greatest thing on earth. He was the white knight. He was the greatest governor. He was going to be the next president. They were going to kick Biden off the ticket. They were saying, oh, man, he was the love governor. People were saying that, oh, I have a crush on him. They're Cuomo sexuals. (laughs) That's what what they're saying. Where did you hear that? I have not heard that term. No, where did you hear that? Um, who's, who's the idiot on Comedy Central? Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah has said that. I don't, I don't know how you have not heard have the term heard, homosexual. I have not heard that. And it's great because, like I said, Trevor Noah, you know, one year ago, it's crazy how it's been one year, he's, he, you know, wow. ha- he called himself a homosexual, and then, you know, two <laughs> weeks, two weeks ago, he's, you know, he's burying Cuomo. He's talking about how much of an asshole he is. I've not, I have not heard that, dude. I am That shocked. is so funny. Wow. And no, I haven't heard that. And uh, everyone, you know, gathers around at the TV to watch his little press conference right. and, and blame Trump for everything. Right. Well, you know, that's obvious. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's like he was like the greatest thing in the world. And now it's coming out that, you know, obviously he killed all the old people in the mm-hmm. nursing homes because, you know, because he just made like a failure of a decision. Isn't that isn't that just messed up how the guy killed 15,000 at least Olds. old people, yeah. but the thing that's getting them in hot water are sexual assault. Well, that's claims. not what it is, Stevie. That's not what it is. It, it's the fact that for a He's year, in more hot water. No, now. no, no, no. Are Let me. Sure? I'll explain it to you. Well, yes, but not for the reasons you think. So here's the problem, right? For a year, everybody in the Democratic Party said that Cuomo was the greatest thing in the world. That he was the image of what a uh, of what a governor should be. How how the how a governor should run the state. How he handled the pandemic was incredible. That Trump should have taken a lesson from him. That he was the greatest thing in the world. Meanwhile, he killed all the olds. Right mm-hmm. um, now, it's coming out that he like hid all that information and whatnot. The problem is the Democratic Party can't say, "Oh, you we were wrong about him." 
We were wrong about him. We we have to we have to impeach him now because he killed all these old people and he covered it up and he hid things because how is that going to make them look? Now they have an opportunity to bury him by all these sexual assault claims and, and everything. I mean, think about it. Biden had sexual harassment claims too. Mm-hmm. They brushed that shit right under the rug real fast. You don't hear about any of that anymore because he's useful to the Democratic Party. Cuomo is no longer useful because he killed all the olds. <laughs> you know, so he killed all these all these old people, unfortunately. Um, but they can't say, oh, we have to get rid of him for that. So they're going to push real hard on these sexual harassment claims because that's that's the gas they have to get rid of him because they they can't say they can't say we're getting rid of you because of how you handled the pandemic because I just spent the whole year saying that he was the greatest thing in the world and he handled it like a pro. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Right. That, it's, that that's why they're making such a big uh, look. It's not like he just started sexually harassing people yesterday. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time, right? People mm-hmm. coming out for from like years ago. So it's not like this is the type of shit that's just brand new. It's just like it's coming out now and they're pushing it because they don't want to talk about everything else that he's done, which is the real reason why this is this is happening to him. It's just it's convenient for them, you know. It so is. he's he's not useful to them anymore. So they, you know, they have an opportunity to finally get rid of him because they know he fucked up and they're using the sexual harassment stuff as as fuel for that fire. So that's so yes, obviously sexual harassment is really bad. Um but for the Democrats, like it, it only matters like if <laughs> if the person's useless to you or yeah. if it's somebody you don't like, right? If it's someone like Biden, oh no, that didn't happen, go away. Like you mm-hmm. know, it's like oh, we we don't remember any of that. And yeah, Cuomo did it with his aides. When you see those videos of Biden and you know legit kids, <laughs> yeah. that shit's disgusting. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but that's why are getting crazy. Yeah, well, I heard now that he like touched someone's thigh once. Yeah, like the first claim was him asking like someone on a plane to play strip poker. Sure. I'm, well, here's the thing, right? The what he's being accused of, although it's creepy, it's not. It's, it's not like it's a, it's not illegal things, right? So like he grabbed, like he went to a wedding, he grabbed someone's face, he tried to kiss him, but he didn't, right? Mm-hmm. She pulled away and he let go. Um, you know, ask saying to somebody, "Hey, you want to play strip poker?" Like, yeah, is it creepy for an old dude to say that to like a young? female aid yeah that's mm-hmm. fucking creepy right yeah. and he should never do it in like a, an official he should never do that as like in his official capacity he should never be doing that yep but is this the kind of thing that is illegal and that he should lose a governorship for probably not no not that but right. then like as the claims keep right, piling but, on you're seeing him right. invite people to his own private mansion sure, sure. and groping them sure it's right worse right but the beginning things and when this whole like you know impeach resign cuomo shit had happened those were those were the initial claims that he grabbed someone's face, tried to kiss them at a wedding. You know, like that's not, you know, that that's you know, I, I want to say that's not that's not out of the norm for a wedding. Like people get drunk, they do stupid shit, right? And he was not acting in his official capacity by being at a wedding and doing that. So is it something that it was it was wrong and he shouldn't have done it? He should have never touched somebody. Yeah, he should have never grabbed somebody, tried to kiss them. Yeah, is that something that he should be impeached for? on a normal circumstance, it's not something that he would, he would, anyone would be pushing for impeachment for, but because he fucked up everything so bad in COVID and it's coming out now after they pushed it so hard that he was like the king of fucking like preventing COVID. Mm-hmm. New York state has like one of the worst, yeah. <laughs> worst death rates. So I don't like we have, we you have a state like Florida, which has like, which has like the death rates are like on par with like big city States. Right. And they're more and, open. And they're, and they're completely it's, open. It's crazy how strict New York is, and right. yet the death rate is still right. insanely high. You would high. think if lockdowns and all this other shit worked that Florida would be at the top of the list mm-hmm. for, for death rates, but they're not. Like, <laughs> you know, so. But that's why you're seeing, like, a lot of a push for this uh, under the sexual harassment stuff, but not because he was killing all the old people. because they can't say that now. Yeah. It's not good politics. The optics of that are really bad for the, for the Democratic Party to say, hey, um... We, you know, we know that we said for a whole year this guy was really great, but mm, he was actually killing a bunch of old people and covering it up. So we kind of have to reverse on that. They'll never do that. So now they're just taking, like, they're just grabbing at this. Oh, uh, yeah, he, yo, he, he was sexually harassing people. So we, how dare you, you know, like believe, believe all survivors, believe all women. I think we should believe. I don't think we should believe every single person that ever says anything because a lot of the time, people make shit up. I mean, we see it all the time in law enforcement. People, people make you know, false reports and allegations. But yeah, we obviously should investigate things. You have to give it due process. You, you can't course, have something like course. a Kavanaugh uh, accusal where it was a oh, college yeah. party, what, 40 years ago? Yeah. And you can't interview anyone. You right. have no witnesses. Right. And it's yeah. just all, right. all 
in the air. Right. And it's great that Cuomo was like, oh, we should definitely investigate that. I'll have inside people who work for me to investigate mm-hmm. that. And everyone was like, eh, Cuomo, don't think that's a good idea. I don't know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that, pal. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, no, like this guy is a joke. He's always been a joke, but like now he's like really getting eaten by his own party. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. though. It's just it's just insane. And then of course, you know, his brother, Chris Cuomo, when uh he was uh <laughs> during the pandemic when he, when Cuomo was was king shit, he had no problem covering all about how great his brother was. They were doing skits, mm-hmm. you know, but now now that it's the sexual harassment stuff, he's like, I cannot cover this. It's a conflict of I'm interest. I'm not gonna talk Please. about it. He's my brother. Right. Yeah. So please, this this whole thing is a joke. This, like I said, this is about this is about him killing the old people, and this yeah. is just a very, excuse me, a very convenient way for them to just say, "Hey, Cuomo, you got to go." I don't know who's worse, him or his brother. Definitely him. Yeah. Yep. His brother's an asshole, though. Okay, well they're all assholes. That but is like, true. <laughs> but he's like one, the macho. I'm going to sit down at nine o'clock. Sure. I'm Mr. Morality. I'm going to preach sure. to you about yeah. why I'm Captain America right. and why but, everything that you're doing is wrong. You're right, but the problem is his brother isn't the one making yes. laws and affecting your life. Yeah. And killing your grandma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... You Sorry, know. grandma. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, hopefully she didn't vote for Cuomo. She might have. No. Do you have any grandparents who are alive? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> We're diving deep, aren't we? Oh, um, God. That's not that deep. No. Yeah, no. you have anything else to say, Stevie? I don't think so. What I time think are we at? What does it say over there? That's... We're in now, uh, yeah. Oh, we're in an hour. Wow. Wow. We got through it. I spoke a lot because Taylor wasn't here. You did. I let you talk. uh, The the more I talk, the more trouble, you know, it'd be. You got yourself. Listeners, we'd lose. (laughs) No, not at all. I think they like hearing from you. It's it's refreshing. Sure. You don't think so? No. uh, Maybe. 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 We're going to have you on more. All right. I'm, I did a lot of research this. I'm not going to lie. You did did a lot of research and you didn't even say that much. Well, yeah, because, listen, that's you can't expect me to because, let's face it, you didn't bring me in here for my gun input. You brought me in here to kind of help with social media, with all the technology, and oh, obviously like, we have similar viewpoints, but... Oh, right. You mean like brought you into the to the podcast world? Yeah, brought me into the podcast world mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, a little help with the tech. Be well, I like producer. you too, I like you a little bit. A little bit. Sometimes. I don't think the last hour of you uh, calling me names has, has helped, but maybe what name? What name did I call you? We're gonna have to look back. We're gonna have to go back. <laughs> I can to call you anything. Uh, all right, guys. So that's all we have time for today. We have an hour with me and Stevie, uh, mostly me. Stevie, you did a good job, though. Thanks. I will say, I for someone it. who's not, it was who, fun. Yeah, for someone who doesn't normally do this, it was pretty fun. We had a we had a whole interview with you way early in the podcast. I think that was like episode eight. Jesus, it was. Man. I think we're almost ep- hitting on fifty. This is like episode forty six. I think this is forty five. Forty five or forty six. Crazy. That's a lot of podcasts, man. That's almost 50 hours or probably a little over 50 hours of content. <laughs> and we're growing. The Facebook, even Instagram, which is a lot slow, slower of a build. Yeah. Well, I think that's just like harder to come across us. Yeah. Basically, because at least on Facebook, when like your friend follows, like you might get like a little, hey, your friend follows or whatever. Um, easier to share too. like you could just share stuff to a message or share like, hey, join this group or whatever. So if you guys are out there and you have a Facebook, please share uh, share the page. Invite your friends who have similar viewpoints to us. And White Gun Guys, all one word. That's on the Facebook. Like us. Follow us there. Also on Instagram and White Gun Guys, all one word. You could uh, definitely like us there. We post a lot of pictures. We actually post. We're going to be posting another one today. It's about Taylor. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you will know Taylor's story of the time he accidentally purchased a firearm off a gun broker, and uh, you know that he also purchased a lot of guns off off a gun broker in general. So I'm going to be posting a funny little meme I made about him on there. And um, it's funny the the meme we <laughs> we just posted. Taylor sent me. It actually got it. It got a few comments. Yeah, it did. Our video on Jerry's firearms got a lot of comments. A lot of people on Facebook and Instagram were like just giving their two cents about it, and I get it. Yeah. It's, they, a, it's a big deal. It is. People are acknowledging what he did was wrong and that, you know, he obviously did price gouge, but they're also going to back him because, you know, you don't want to bow down to the people who want to uh, take your guns, all that. Yeah, that got... The, the picture that we posted yesterday got five comments. That was kind of right. funny. And then, uh, yeah, Jerry's firearms, same thing. Yeah, the uh, the Jerry's Firearms actual like show is episode forty four, so this is going to be episode forty five. 
Did you mess up the thing on the video? Or does it say 45, 44? No, this is going to be 45, yeah. This is going to be 45, yeah. Yep. Um, it actually did pretty good on, um, on the downloads. I got 105 as of today. Um, and it's been out for, I guess, what? it went out Monday. Um, which is pretty good. Uh, the one right before that, you guys, if you haven't checked it out, it was really it was a really cool episode. We had um, we had a federal law enforcement officer that came in, and he had uh, we did a whole interview with him. He's a good friend of ours, great, great, uh, great guy. Um, he's actually gonna be coming back, I think, with his brother also in law enforcement. Um, we talked about you know like uh, <clears throat> kind of uh, his training. He was also he's also military, so we talking about his training, everyday carry, things like that. That yeah. was really cool. Um, and then, so definitely check that out. Um, episode 43 and then 44 was about Jerry's. We, you know, we kind of just talked about some, you know, some, some fan fiction theories that I have. And then some, some things that are based a little more in fact and what we really think that this is all about. Um, and, uh, that's pretty much it. You yeah. can find us on Google podcast, Apple podcast, and my gun guys, all one word. Pardon me. I burped. <laughs> Stevie's just right in the middle of the outro. <clears throat> NY Gun Guys, all one word. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast, check us out on there. Uh, and uh, also, Stevie's going to shake his head at me. If you're boycotting Big Tech, check us out on Podbean. The link will be on the Facebook. You shook your head at me before when I said that during the intro. Yeah. Were, yeah. Because Big Tech is getting out of control now. I they completely are. understand that. They are. Not 100%. shaking my head at you. Yeah, Don't okay. Worry. Guy rolled his eyes. I'll shake. I'll roll my eyes at you for different reasons, but not that reason. Okay, good. All right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in, Stevie. Thanks for coming and spending an hour with me in place of uh, Taylor. For you better watch out. Why? I might be your new co-host. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Taylor might have to stay home. Taylor. You know, I'm just gonna stop texting Taylor now. Mm. (laughs) How the turntables. (laughs) Yeah. Me and Stevie are really big Office fans. If there's any Office fans out there, let us know. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. And as always, be safe.